This episode is brought to you by Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. The lonely people from the past with the 1-900 numbers like secret confessions. Secret confessions. And I asked you to record your own secret confessions. Secret confessions. Uh, that plays on the hotline. Let's see what you came up with. Paul, we'll start with yours. Hi. Uh, this is so embarrassing, but I actually never saw Ghostbusters before I rebooted it. I just assumed it starred all women because it had the word bust in the title. <laughs> Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. I really don't know about Miss Frizzle that much. I, my sister really liked the Magic School Bus, but that's... I am uh, well outside that. But, yeah. of course, I have a four-year-old now, so it's it's drifted through our living room a couple of times. Um, well, I feel like it's it's uh, kind of like Power Rangers. I was listening to the Yes Have Some uh, podcast, and those guys were talking about Power Rangers. Yeah. And that was, like, that just outside of my... I watched... I think I was I was working part time at a preschool that my mom had worked at, and that like all the kids were into Power Rangers. I was like, that's stupid. It's like cheap Ninja Turtles or something. You know, I had like such yeah. a blasé attitude toward it. Uh, so I don't. Maybe that's you know, we're I, at that uh, age where we're just outside yeah. of it. I'm pretty sure you could create a set of pop culture flashcards, and you could identify somebody's age plus or minus a year. Yeah. by how they respond to the cards well, because for, for example I think the people who remember fondly the magic school bus for example are not the same people that you know were into Power Rangers right. and all that sort yeah. of <clears throat> I mean you know um, who remembers Romper Room? Me! <laughs> yeah. The rest of you is maybe not all of you. Well I feel like that's the and in fact it goes back to a conversation Kelly and I were having okay. earlier tonight was like the uh Everybody calls out the millennials, like, oh, that's a Nintendo joke, you millennials won't get it, but then they try to lump my generation with the millennials, and I'm yeah. like, but I, I grew up on regular Nintendo, NES was, wait, hold on a second, time out, uh, no, 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 there's, there's many subtle levels here of generations, alright? It doesn't just go Gen X, Millennial, I feel like I'm Genillennial or something, it's very weird, I'm like right in between, and... yeah. Uh, it, well, remember it, these are made at media terms, so they're not supposed true. to. Yeah. They're not supposed to hold up under scrutiny in terms of. And as we all know, it's not like somebody who's like thirty-two is somehow incredibly different from somebody who's thirty-three because there's a yeah. arbitrary line drawn there. Well, at a certain point, we were Gen Y. It was like, oh, that's Gen X. You're Gen Y, and I'm like, all right, well, Gen Y, great. Yeah, and millennials used to be Gen. Exist. Gen Meh for like a year, wasn't it? Like yeah, gen- somebody meh. flew that one for a while. Yeah. And then, uh, just... So at any rate, that's uh, 
it's the Magic School Bus. Uh, hey, welcome to the crossover, everybody. We were talking about Magic School Bus when you started tuning in here. Don't ask. We both, we both admitted that it. neither one of us watched it, and we're talking about it. We're, yeah, we're going to talk about it here in the rundown, and we don't really know much uh, about it. Uh, but um, but that's okay. There was, a, there was a school bus, and it was magic. And it was magic. I think there was like a salamander or an iguana, or there was some sort of a reptile. Oh, no, it was a chameleon. I think it was a chameleon because yeah. it would like blend into its surroundings. That's all I know. That's all I know about the magic school bus. But, I remember uh, the, one of the few episodes I saw, they exhausted it by it changing colors <laughs> too many times or something. That's, that's kind of a standard chameleon joke there. Yep. I, um, I remember when I first kind of caught wind of what it was, and it was one of those purple things, because I did not have a son at the time. Yeah. And it was just familiar that it was on or whatever, and it kind of struck me as... Uh, what's it called? Ah, hang on. It'll come to me. Inner space for kids. Oh, yeah, okay. It was a little bit of Doctor Who. I feel like it was very Doctor yeah. Who. Yes. Uh, actually, oh, actually, <laughs> what was her name? Dang. There's a... On Doctor Who? There is a female uh, Time Lord... Well, there was there was the Sarah Jane Chronicles. Is that what you're thinking about? Yeah, no, no, no. I can't oh. remember her name. And uh, dang, she is. If I understand it correctly, I only found out about it through uh, the Big Finish audio, uh, which I'm not sure if I've ever recommended here. But if you're a a fan of any number of of British shows, like. Uh, Sherlock Holmes or um, uh, not the Avengers that was a they never touched that one Uh, there's a whole bunch of British shows though Uh, and a huge chunk of the Doctor Who universe so they did a bunch of unit radio plays and they uh, they gave uh, Paul McGann like his second uh, Uh, wind as as a a doctor because they wrote basically the entire series that he never got to do and they did them as radio plays and they were great and i can't remember her name hmm. but they she appeared in an earlier one i think she must have been from an old doctor who that i'm not quite familiar with but she had a bus i think a double a british double decker but she was a hers was kind of i don't know if hers was stuck as well or if she just liked it that oh, way oh yeah 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 i think they did they dealt with that in the in the new doctor who if i remember right uh yeah and they it's been a while and and they had other ones like the, they had there's a time lord that showed up early on and his tardis was like his cane like it was just they were really the rules have really <laughs> dialed in now like so are you saying the really, Magic School Bus? The Magic School Bus is a Doctor Who spinoff, right? That's where no, we're going you with said, this. No, you said it was. Well, I think you're I'm backing, backing me you up. up. Yeah, I think I'm backing you up <laughs> because she had a yeah. This I can't remember her name. Dang, but uh, yeah, I listened to a couple of the radio plays, and again, it was you know it was good Doctor Whovian fun. Yeah, it'll um, come back to you. There's why I, are we talking about the Magic School Bus? Magic. We were we're gonna get to that, right? We're gonna get to that. It's fine. We got a lot of news that's coming up here, guys. And in fact, we might as well. I, actually, I really, the top news item I really want to talk to you about. So do you, can we, you just want to dive into it? You want to get into news? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Here comes news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curling and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, the top news item that I'm very, very excited Uh-oh. Hang on. Uh-oh. 
even though it's late, we record late, I've been staring at it and I've decided I want my monster drink. <laughs> this got, is a bad idea. You gotta get fired up. But I'm going for it. Guys, we record at like 11 o'clock at night. And uh, so if you think about, all right, monster is like a five hour energy that probably gets you till, let's hour? see, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 3 a.m. Chris Stewart, what do you, I mean, I know you're working on your basement, man, but that's, that's I'm going to finish the basement Kevin. tonight. <laughs> I can feel the power coursing through me, Troy. Uh, I'll quit whenever I want. You are <laughs> <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, you're the best. Um, I'm feeling really vulnerable here. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, welcome to the the Bobcat Hour here on on the Crossrip. Uh, all right, top news items: Stranger yes. Things season two. Uh, this is this yes. is what I really really want to talk to you about because. So again, as usual, as per the norm, we recorded our episode last week. Yep. It was in the can. We felt really proud. We were like, we're going to do this Groundhog Day joke. Everybody's going to think it's funny. Aren't we clever? <laughs> but 10 minutes later, no kidding, 10 minutes later, uh, Entertainment Weekly drops that photo of all of the Stranger Things kids in Ghostbusters uniform. And I'm yeah. sure you were thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, why didn't we talk about that? That's so cool. But <laughs> but luckily, since we waited, we can talk about that image and we can talk about the commercial that they aired uh, during the Super Bowl. So, yes. um, so starting with the image, uh, about this time last week, Entertainment Weekly dropped this image. Uh, it's the, the the four boys in front of the school, like their elementary school, dressed up as Ghostbusters in the jumpsuits with the no ghost logo. They have their own kind of like handmade in the garage packs on their back, which is really cool. Reminds me of all the stuff that we did as kids. Um, I'm guessing it's Halloween. I think everybody else is in costume and I think there's like pumpkins on the steps and stuff. So that's probably why they're dressed up like Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, there's a shot of them, you know, kind of a long shot that, and it's much like the first season where it's kind of that fall heading into winter. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the kind of spooky where there's the uh, here in California when the marine layer comes out and everything kind of has that eerie uh, tone to it. So yeah, so uh, fall, maybe winter, probably Halloween, but yeah, uh, th- and that's thing- when it releases. So there's a nice, I think there's a synergy. Right, timing they're doing right. There. coming out at Halloween, which is uh, the Ghostbusters' busiest season. Let's be honest. Um, but so, I, <laughs> based upon this photograph, and maybe this is just me reading way too much into it, but uh, uh, Dustin, you know, toothless in the show, I feel like he's kind of the main focus of maybe whatever this Ghostbusters stuff is, just because he's sort of front and center in this image. The other guys are kind of walking away. I don't know. Again, it could just be me. It's the film school nerd in me. That's like, well, you know, he's prominently featured and he's the only one facing camera. And so maybe Dustin has something to do with this. I, I almost, I feel like that's kind of what's being conveyed here. And then when we saw the Super Bowl spot as short as it was, and as confusing and not uh, revealing as it was, um, I, I kind of get that same feeling. I feel like Dustin is like, uh, maybe the focal point kind of in the way that, um, uh, Oh shoot. Uh, Mike's friend who initially, uh, the kind of the leader of the group, uh, I'm blanking on his name now. Elliot. No, that's ET. Elliot, that's ET. Yeah, that's ET. 
but I'm looks, he well, looks so. a lot like Henry Thomas. Uh, but yes, yeah, so he, <laughs> he is sort of the Elliot of the group and God help me. I can't remember his name, but anyway, so, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Dustin is, is our, uh, our hero this time around. Anyway, so let's talk about that trailer. Did you, you saw the Super Bowl trailer? I assume, right? Uh, yes, I watched the trailer. I, I did not watch the Super did Bowl. Not, did not watch the Super Well, no. But you did get all of the memes of Lady Gaga as Gozer, right? Oh, heck, because, I made a couple. So, uh, yeah. You made a couple. I received about 20 of them. I think she looked more like Dazzler. <laughs> That's just me, maybe, but... We'll get, we'll get to that. All we, right, we'll, we'll debate that. that one. Okay. Uh, but So anyway, so the Stranger Things 2 trailer. What... Uh, uh, I feel like we can talk about this because this is this is in that same wheelhouse as Ghostbusters, and since Ghostbusters yeah. is obviously involved, it's fair game. Uh, what the hell is going on in that trailer? What is it? War of the Worlds? Is that what they're setting up for? Did the things from the Upside Down cross over into our universe? What's what's going on? I right. Okay. So if you've seen the first series of stranger things, what I took out of it is the government experiment experiments haven't stopped. Right. Hence, yeah. hence the shot of the, uh, the wall of C64 monitors. Oh, oh I yeah. love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> C64 the, the green, monitors were the, yeah, the best. green displays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just as a small aside, C64 monitors, because they were intended for computer use, had a really locked in image. Like they were still cathode ray, like tube TVs, but they were, you know, they, there was like, there was a higher tolerance involved in making these things than making your, your home television. Right. Because they, you wanted, if you're going to put a game on it or something, you want it crisp rather than fuzz. You know what I mean? Like, um, to the extent that, uh, when I first moved out to Vancouver, uh, a lot of the, like anything using visual effects, so games and, you know, the burgeoning uh, computer uh, generated graphics, like, uh, and all the, like both, uh, uh, what, the shows, like uh, Three Boot and all that, or even yeah. like uh, yeah. film effects and all that. C64 monitors were, were sought after because if you were going to like test, for example, in my line of business, if you were going to run your test uh, game you know, off of the uh, PS1 or whatever and see how it looked, it would look best on a C64 monitor. Yeah, so yeah. They, were, they were pawn shop favorites to find those and all that. So, yeah, it's, that was kind of cool, the wall of C64 monitors. <laughs> And and um, I still have a C sixty four, well, a Commodore one twenty eight monitor. It's not close. Yeah, you know, it's close. Yeah. It's the next gen, but uh, uh, but, but so, yeah. There, yeah. So there's that, and then we see some quick shots, you know, establishing that Eleven's back. Because right, of course. Well, oh, and, and, and the, going back, it starts out as an Ego commercial. That to yes. me, that was the sort of the telling. I saw the Ego commercial start during the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh shit, here it goes. It's happening. Yeah. Well, to the extent that uh, Ego uh, is it General Mills who owns Ego? I th- I, yeah, I think it is General Mills. It's either Kellogg's or General Mills. One General of the Mills. Yeah, they uh, their Twitter account actually uh, was all over it, sort of thing. So I think I think Ego is enjoying a small small market bump from. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> the the product tie-in, the product placement. Yeah, E E T launched Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things gave Ego a bump. Um, the confusing bits is when we get to what I'm, I believe it's, uh, 
their little friend. Is it Mike? Mark? Mike? Well, so so Mike is the leader. I've looked it up since we've been talking. Oh, so Mike's the leader. Mike's the, the leader. Steve was the one that went missing. Okay, Steve. Right? God, I got to go back and rewatch this. Oh, no, I'm but sorry. Will, I, Will was the one that went missing. Will, yes. Will was the one sense. that was, was gone. I'm sitting there going, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll trust you on Steve, but it didn't sound yeah. quite right. But Steve, yes, Will. Steve was like the jock, uh, you know, letter jacket wearing guy. Yeah, That's right. I, I thought that was Will. There was a, like a shot of, like a close-up of kind of like a half of a top of a kid's head with a, a little Lord Fauntleroy page boy haircut. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Like right. I, I thought that, I'm pretty sure that was Will. And the red lighting suggested that he was the one that we were looking at then, like who was looking out the door to the, uh, again, uh, <laughs> shades of the mist is what I took from yeah, it. Um, yeah. Which interestingly enough, is another movie about strange creatures and a dimensional crossover. This is so. true. This is true. Well, and wasn't it? All right. Sp- uh, spoilers for those of you who haven't watched uh, season one, but so Will Will was like vomiting those creatures. Yeah. So, so my I'm wondering if is, that's kind of like is, he knows something's coming. Yeah, it's a dream or something. That's yeah. kind of how I interpreted it. Uh, but all that was lost at the office the next day as uh, my office mates a had to make sure I saw the Stranger Things trailer to which right. I'm like yes Obviously. a million people yeah. told me about it that's fine that's very nice of you to make sure I didn't miss it <laughs> and then argued that they thought the, the Ghostbusters costumes were too nice and I'm kind of like those look a little pretty homebrew uh, and they're like yeah, what on. are their dad's effects guys and then a shot of the four of them popped up online somewhere, like standing in a row. And you can see it's total cardboard tube throwers. Yeah, yeah it is. It's like the, the toilet paper uh, cardboard yeah. and the, the cardboard box. And that, I mean, to me, that's what I think. Was it, uh, was it Ryan Dole? Some, somebody was like, not screen accurate. The minute that the picture, rolled out. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I, I made my, uh, firehouse out of the siding that my dad was putting on the house at the time. And he was not entirely happy with it, but that's what my firehouse was made out of. And it was fine. It was in your imagination. It was okay. So, uh, they yeah. Let's, let's be honest. The jumpsuits are actually, I think a little on point, but, uh, well, maybe, <coughs> I mean, but again, knowing that they're just, you know, the, the flight suits for air force pilots, you know, that's. Uh, well, there's kids, a pretty right? big like, military presence in that town. I believe, so. I believe they're, I believe they're just coverall, like uh, yeah. co- work coveralls is all they are. Um, um, so yeah, so, so, all right. So their, their costumes look a little too good. Fine. I'll give you that. No, but no, they, I, I'm not, I'm not really arguing that the, the uniforms are a little too good. I think they're actually pretty much on point. Um, uh, and I think because the, the, is it Duffin or Dufferin? I can the, never remember. The Duffer brothers? The Duffer, thank you. Yeah, the Duffer. We're going to talk about them in a second. Yeah. This stuff comes in because they love this stuff. This is their childhood and all that. So I think, though, I think think they kind of nailed it. Like, there's a a middle ground to be split that the packs can be kind of homebrew and a little off. Yeah. But the uniforms, they didn't want them to be a little, you know, too homebrew, like that 
would have been, even though it would have been a bit more accurate that people were kind of cobbling <laughs> stuff together yeah. or you know what I mean? Like I think the ones it's the you see one on place, the, the Goldbergs. Like on the Goldbergs, yeah. it's like the the disco suit that they've put a no ghost logo patch on, that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. This, this, for them, this is not a joke. This is about how cool kids thought it was. Right. And back yeah. then, we would have thought it was cool, did think it was cool, and would have jumped into any old thing to run around pretending we were Ghostbusters and thought we were cool, but probably looked a little hilarious to the adults. In this instance, they didn't want everybody to think they were... That's what I'm thinking. Like, if the uniforms feel a little too... a little too presentable, it's because they didn't want overall... They wanted it to look cool. They wanted people to look... Yeah, cool. oh, yeah. God, those... If, if, <laughs> those four, those are the nerd kids of the school, but that is cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if and if it factors into a big set piece of the film, which I mean, based upon the the promo stuff, it feels like it's going to be a pretty big chunk of it. You don't want them to look goofy. Yeah. You don't want them no, to look exactly. like they're in their uh, Winnie the Pooh footy pajamas or something. Uh, they they have to look cool, like you said. So yeah. Um. All right. Well. So okay. Bringing up the Duffer Brothers. Um. This will be yes. my second shout out to the Yes Have Some podcast. <laughs> But so Craig, Craig and the yes, have some gang, uh, they posed a question. Do you want the Duffer brothers to take a stab at a Ghostbusters movie? And I think it's actually a really good question. It's something I want to talk to you about, Chris, because I feel like you'd have a good, a good viewpoint on this because my particular feeling of it is that they have the, the time period and the genre of the sort of, uh, horror in the 1980s down to a science. I mean, I think if they were to take a stab at a Friday the 13th movie done, like they're, they know that world, but I'm not quite sure about the comedy of it all. You know, it's, it's sort of, there's a very fine line there. There are some humorous moments in, in stranger things, but I don't know that they would necessarily, I think, I think they would have the structure of the story and the tone and the genre in it firmly in check. But then when they had a bunch of comedic actors that ad lived on set, I think the movie would kind of get away from them. But yeah, they're, they're not tested on that. I mean, stranger things is their, their, their junior effort and they knocked it out of the park. Actually, I shouldn't say it's a junior effort. I know they got a couple other movies that helped them get to stranger things. But again, perfect example. Those ones are, you know, stranger things akin. They're right. there, yeah. That kind of horror genre tone, and not a heck of a lot of comedy. I, I think this is kind of a uh, a fan weakness. Um, I don't know if I just got too old and I just don't give a shit anymore to play the game, but I I know I probably used to do it back in the day, and people, you know, it's 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 a natural thing. It's that what is the thing that I love right now, and imagine if those people did this <laughs> other thing that I love, True. which is why, yeah. which is why you know, fifteen years ago when people did their casting wish list for Ghostbusters, uh, I do Ghostbusters again. It was like the, those the rumors about um, Chris Farley and stuff like yeah. that only really took off because at the time. They were on everybody's, you know, comedy cool list. You yeah, know? yeah, it was you Sandler like, and, and Farley and and that group. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you move ahead ten years, and they pick an entirely different group. And you move ahead ten years, and it's you know another entirely different group. And it's kind of the same thing here, where you know the the Duffer Brothers are hot. Don't get me wrong. And I think if they made one, it would. I had a discussion with a friend about this. They were talking about 
somebody was talking about a more dramatic framing of Ghostbusters. And I don't know how they got on. This was their own mm. side Facebook discussion. And the friend of mine who was involved in it you dragged me in to say, what do you think? And I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's Ghostbusters. It's a balance of, yeah. you know, drama, horror, and comedy. And you can adjust those dials accordingly. You ramp up the goofy and the, the comedy, and you end up in, you know, RGB land. And if you dial right. it the other way, you end up, you know, in more of a horror movie. I don't, it's too I don't dark. think. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. The, I think the, like, because I know I've watched stuff. I adopt movies into you know, not as part of the Ghostbusters canon, but definitely as companion pieces. This is kind of something we talked about at Halloween and all that, that Frighteners, in my mind, is a Ghostbusters uh, movie. Frighteners is almost... Uh, it's dialed a little more in the comedy direction in the first half and a little more in the horror in the second half. It gets half really dark. Is. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, kind of a similar balance. And then you... Uh, Second Sight, which is complete cheese ball, and I love it, right? But exactly <laughs> the, the same Bronson concept. Pinchot movie. Oh God, I love oh, it. Oh yeah, all right. Don't get I me wrong. Thought about that I in a long time. But I, um, what else? Red Light or Red Lights? Red Light, yeah. The, the De Niro one with Sigourney Weaver and uh, ugh, the Irishman, whose name played uh, Scarecrow in the Batman movies. Um, uh, whose name will? Come to me Something. in a minute. We're not good at names today. How about ah. Big Trouble in Little China? Like that's the that's the one yes. that I always come to. Like that's that's the Ghostbusters equivalent to me. Yes, because that one was written by what is it, Earl Ray Mack or whatever, who wrote Big Trouble in Little China. It was supposed to be the sequel to Big, uh, not Big Trouble, Buckaroo Banzai. Right. It was right. supposed to be versus the World Crime League, and it never got off the ground, so they retooled it, and John Carpenter made it. Buckaroo Banzai is another perfect companion to Ghostbusters. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Goof, yeah. goofy, you know, science, touch of horror, touch of comedy. Um, yeah, so I don't... I, mean, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I don't... I think they could do good at it. I, I think if they did a Ghostbusters, it would be great. I just don't know how funny it would be. Yeah. I mean, the, the argument to be had there is, uh, you know, Sean Levy, who has done Night at the Museum, Cheaper by the Dozen. You know, he's their EP on, on Stranger Things, so he might be able to kind of rein them in that direction. But I don't... I mean, and and for Craig, Abigail, and Jake, if you're listening, I would take your question... And I would kind of like mold it into like another balloon animal. Uh, I think the Duffer Brothers should do Stephen King movies. Like to me, yes. that's that's where they should be heading. Is they should be tackling all of those the like Christine and uh, Carrie and all like all of the the classic yeah. Stephen King movies. That's where they should be directing their attention because I think that they have that sort of creepy but still accessible with characters that are endearing and you care about and yeah and as, that's, as that's been where proven i think they go in recent years and actually even going all the way back a lot of directors don't get king right stuff yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah uh, i'll tell you right now if the duffer brothers want a freebie go get um uh from a buick eight is that what it's called the short story uh no it's not a short story it's a full novel huh but it's a Stephen King one that a friend recommended to me, and it is awesome. Oh, it man. Is, have you ever read it? No. Huh? I thought, yeah. Go get it. Go, everybody go get it and read it. Because what it is is it's about um, it's about a kid, 
and he his father was a uh, police officer and he died uh, cancer or something like that and he's a young man like a kind of high school or early university age and he's in his grieving <clears throat> you know phase and so he's hanging out with you know this is kind of rural uh, I forget where it is but rural well rural Maine or something like that. You know, it's the, the typical yeah. uh, King That's thing. Stephen King, yeah. yeah. So he's hanging out at the sheriff's department where all of his, you know, his co-workers were going back years. And they ended up, uh, I don't know how the kid wanted to know more about it, whether they, you know, he kind of knew it and he wanted to hear more or whatever. But they ended up throughout a shift, uh, cops would come in and off shift or go on break or whatever. And other ones would pick up the story or they're like, I went for, wasn't there for that part and somebody else will take over. And they're telling the story about his dad when he first started, like early on as he started as he might've even been the sheriff, the, the actual sheriff at the time. Um, this Buick car shows up at a gas station, a back country gas station, no driver there's no driver to be found anywhere and it's perfectly clean and it's slightly alien design wise. Like I don't mean goofy or whatever, but you look at it and you're like, it's a Buick, but something little off. bits of it yeah. are not quite the way the Buicks are made here. Um, and they can't find it. So they drag it off to impound at their thing. And it turns out basically this Buick is from like another dimension. It's not supposed to be in <laughs> our dimension. And um, throughout like a 10 or 15 year period, the damn thing sometimes gets a little close to its home dimension and acts as a, as a, a gateway for crap to come uh. through. They never fight giant monst- monsters. They never go to the other world or anything like that, really. Like, literally, it's them standing around a police station and every once in a while looking over at this one garage that they end up putting it in and that's the only thing they put in there is the car with orders to nobody goes in and stuff like that and every once in a while like a lightning storm starts inside and lights flash and they're like oh crap here we go again (laughs) right and they they and you know and after the lightning goes away there's banging on the door because there's something alive inside and they have to go deal with it and stuff like this like it's (laughs) like i said i've never read a more interesting creepier uh story about a car in a flipping garage. Yeah, well, and it's it's more about the characters outside of the garage too, which so yeah, that's uh, if, if this if this thing has Duffer's brothers stamped. Oh yeah, over. see there you go. So that's that's my argument. I mean, as much as I would love to see, again, it's uh, I'd love to see a um, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, Ghostbusters. I'd love to see a. Um, Rhett Reese, uh, Paul Wernick, uh, you know, the Deadpool writers, I'd love to see their Ghostbusters, but you know, it's like maybe not quite right for something like that. And here's something you and I need to address right now when it comes to this subject. And it's, it's at the heart of the whole feeg and answer the call thing. No matter who you get, it's never going to suit everybody. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's very because true. whoever comes through, they're going to take their shot at it within their own sensibilities and understanding and preferences. And like I said, it's not going to be the thing in your head. And the mistake yeah. people make is they think, "Oh, you just didn't get it right." It's like nobody's going to get it, quote unquote, right. Because well, yeah, it's, yeah, like uh, the whole thing over Max Landis. Like, so have you watched uh, his Dirk Gently series? 
Uh, I I have not. I have not. I, I have very strong opinions about Max Landis, which I won't yes. get into. But yeah, <laughs> uh, probably similar here. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is and and he and I think part of my biggest complaint is that he won't stop bitching about they wouldn't give him. And I think you and I talked about this before. They wouldn't give him Ghostbusters. Right. It's kind of like, yeah. uh, dude, it's just it's the Hollywood machine. You you were further down the line than was ever gonna. To, to get anywhere yeah. near this sort of thing. But yeah. he did his jerk gently, which again is supposed to be a mix of strange and funny. And it works pretty good. And it's not the mix of strange and funny that's in our Ghostbusters. So yeah. Yeah. But again, it's, it's, it's his vision. It's, I mean, it's, his, it's yeah. him plus other people's vision, but yeah. So it would, it would, I have no doubt if he made a Ghostbusters, it would be cool. And I, but I don't think it would be, quite the same and i don't know if that's necessarily a good or bad thing i, I we just got to be careful about falling into this trap yeah you know and we we all we're all cognizant of uh boo hollywood why do you keep recycling stuff and why don't you make new stuff and all this sort of thing and then but then somehow we exp- <laughs> and then hollywood make these guys that we we know do the thing that they did before because <laughs> we love it it's, it's like, familiar and we like it yeah like i i'm, I'm sitting yeah. here going you know what sony fine some guy that's you know or gal or whatever what i say i broadly find somebody who's gonna pull a deadpool on you yeah you know what i mean they've they they've got some drive and some hunger and they've got a good tone and take on it and you'll you know force them to constrain it within a, a decent sized budget and and let let ghostbusters their make of ghostbusters be what announces them to the world yeah and they'll surprise yeah. the hell out of us well i mean it's it's every any director worth their salt has a vision for something otherwise they're just they're just kind of a hack you know they just they they go through yeah. the motions they collect the paycheck and then they cash out and it, that's you know with paul feig or even like look at um look at james gunn with guardians of the galaxy uh, obviously that is not the abnet uh, version of Guardians of the Galaxy that I read, you know, it's not that same sort no. of cheeseball, uh, kind of quite cor- uh, a little corny, you know, it's James Gunn's version of Guardians of the Galaxy. And so you don't want somebody coming in and being like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm going to Terminator Genesis this. I'm going to, Oh, everybody yeah. loves this. I'm going to make it like that. You know, no, you need somebody to put their stamp on it. And I think that's why, Ghostbusters is particularly tricky. Like I think the the Duffer brothers might have a good take on it. And in fact, if they had, if it, if the, it was something that they were passionate about, I would be like, yeah, dude, go for it. Um, because yeah. I feel like they, they could capture it if they really wanted to, but they would put their own stamp on it. Much like stranger things is the Duffer brothers, kind of their take on all of those eighties uh, trope movies. But they're also putting another stamp on it. They're putting the kind of big brother government and, and that sort of what's in the public consciousness right now versus cold war era and all of the things that were on our mind back in the eighties. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, you're right. I you think know, it's, you can't, you can't just tell somebody like we want it to be the same, but if you make it not. different, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, we want it to be the same, but we want it to entertain us and that's going to yeah. require new. So do new, but the well, same. And and look at all of your favorite <clears throat> artists who, who reinterpret Batman or God, even look yeah. at, look at Dan Schoening's version of the Ghostbusters. It's Dan's stamp on the Ghostbusters. You know, he and Eric are putting these characters 
through their sort of lens and and it works because yeah it's their take on it it's it's the particular brand of humor works really well and the thing with comics is that if something doesn't fly you can cycle through and try again you know relatively quickly or even if the thing doesn't fly somebody else at least comes in and sticks with what was what is current Right. And tries to put a take or a spin on it, sort of thing. Movies, you have a tougher time. Batman is the closest we get that they keep yeah. cycling Batmans. That if you didn't like the last one, hang on another <laughs> five years, you'll have another Batman. Well, yeah, exactly. If you don't like Zack Snyder's Batman, which I don't really care for, right, 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 uh, right. there will be another version of Batman that comes along. I mean, it's it, the funny thing about comics is they say you can't judge a book by its cover. But I feel like with comics, I can look at the cover and be like, "Yeah, they don't, they don't got it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick that one up." Yeah, like, they're I, uh, they're lost in the weeds right now. I uh, speaking of James Gunn, actually, based on Slither and Guardians of the Galaxy, um, there's a, you know another fine candidate for take a stab at Ghostbusters. Sure. Never will. Yeah, oh, I think no. James Gunn yeah. has now stratosphered himself out of out of the running, but. Um, Given what we've seen of him, sad to say, I, I think he probably could have, he would have taken a pretty good take on it. Yeah. I feel uh, like, I, I mean, I think the closest we got was probably Lord and Miller. And, and just because I know that they can straddle the drama and the comedy, I haven't really seen them do, you know, with Clone High and Last Man on Earth and uh, Lego Movie. And like the, the comedy is obviously there, but the same thing, I don't know that it's kind of like Paul Feig. Like, Paul has never really done a horror film. And he sell, yeah. he admits to it. He's like, oh, man, I really went for the scary on this, and I tried, you know. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, Duffers. It's it's a. I, I think that's going to be an ongoing conversation. There's there's a lot of people that you could be like, how about this this person for Ghostbusters? I don't know. I don't know if they could do it. But right now, let's just wait for the Playmobil Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> and Ecto Force, right. and, and we'll the, clear the, the palette a little movie. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see and what then, happens uh, from there, uh, and then we'll reset the movie again. <clears throat> uh, all right. So before we move on from uh, Stranger Things, uh, Duffer Brothers, the the Gaga Gozer thing. All right, I, I've you you don't. She looks like Dazzler, right? She, no, she, she she's supposed she's to actually, be Dazzler. She goes either way, is oh, okay. to be frank. I see what you're talking about between the eye makeup and the and shiny the, the shoulder pads with the shiny things. Yes. Yeah. Um, the flip side of the coin is is that the severe hair, the slightly more severe parts of her makeup, mm, okay. and All right. and the and the 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 squared legs at shoulder stance that she had on top of a very rooftop <laughs> temple esque platform. <laughs> With a city skyline behind it, and she does flips. She she's on a wire yeah, exactly. rig, and she's a nimble yeah. little minx and jumps it's, off. And all right, so okay, I'm not I'm that. not against your dazzler, yeah. especially when she like it, it fell apart for me. I didn't watch the whole thing, but yeah, by the time she got down on stage, it was full on dazzler. Like let's yeah. just be honest, yeah. right down to you know her stuff was being remixed left, right, and center. But just that opening was all was right, beautifully gozer esque. I get it. So you want the drones in the background to form the no ghost logo and just go all out. <laughs> Why not? Or 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 stay puffed even better. Were they <laughs> like, drones or the, an effect? I thought it was an they were effect. drones. Oh, they were like Intel powered uh, AI drones, which is scarier. But that's, that's <laughs> an, another conversation for another podcast. Um, wow. See, in my head, I thought okay, and I still think that okay. Tell me though that that was pre-recorded on the roof. I 
think so. The think jump. So. The thing is, is from what I know about these kind of rig stunts and all that, you don't jump <laughs> and ex- and expect that the cord will catch you or be comfortable if you did let it's it. It's gonna catch snap you, you right? back, like, yeah. And then you see the velocity at which she was sort of descending uh, at the beginning of. Well, I, I mean. I don't know. The other thing that it could have been, it's like, do you remember the Michael Jackson Super Bowl performance where he was like up on one, yeah, uh, one jumbotron, and then he was up on the other jumbotron, and you're like, wait a minute, how'd they do that? Uh, yeah, See, it, it, it could have been pre-recorded. It's a balance of safety and presentation. And in my mind, if she's gonna do a jump like that, then the rig they'll put her in in no way is flattering in a, in yeah. a disco jumpsuit yeah. sense. It'll be a weird multi-harness. You know what I mean? Yeah, but she, or the, the harness f- that she was on <laughs> would be better for like a slow descent from a rafter. So, okay, so yeah. maybe that's what it is. Like that was pre-recorded, but they had a stunt person up there for all yeah. the people that were live watching it. Uh, the stunt guy or stunt lady jumps off of the roof. Well, see, but then quickly from, gets replaced by the real <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah, well, me, yeah. me on me on the TV, like from what I saw on the TV, it must be. Well, I mean, what am I talking about? It's the same thing everybody saw on the TV. There was no, there was no transition. It's not like you cut to an angle and saw the jump. It went from jump and then cut to somebody descending on a wire. Yeah, to you know her I mean? like, like on the fishing reel, kind of being lowered slowly, like that kind of thing yeah yeah i always assume they jumbotron the first part and then you know uh uh, heart brothered it from the uh the ceiling (laughs) anyway so uh there's a there's a there's a horrible reference for you um (laughs) brothers uh she came down and she uh she did her gaga thing and uh, my son loved the hell out of it, and yeah, like, oh, there you go. it was good for it was good for a couple of memes. Like it, it, it was amazing how well it suited to take shots of like Egon, you know, it's Gozer, and then cut to her. Like there was a couple of people that just went for the the more dry. Was I the only one who thought? And it, oh, as it right. turns out, you weren't. It was a, yeah. and shot of Gozer, shot of her, and it's like it's very striking that you know they're both it's pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. That shot. <laughs> yeah, I thought Standing Gozer on was a t- man. Yeah. Um, well, it's always, it was always fun for him to yeah. say that, but, uh, uh, well, so at any rate, so yeah, Super Bowl, Stranger Things, uh, stay tuned. I have a feeling there's a lot more Stranger Things season two conversation to be had here. So we just uh, need confirmation that Bill Murray was there somewhere. Cause he's a football <laughs> fan. He, I'm Surely sure he, he was. was there. Somewhere. Oh, I'm sure that, he was. And that would have ghostbusted that. That would have been the most ghostbuster Super Bowl ever. Yeah. Cut, <laughs> cut to Bill Murray crying <laughs> in the audience because, uh, you know, uh, actually, I don't think he had a horse in the race, but he was probably crying because he was just so damn happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's. All right. Uh, we we gotta move on. We're forty minutes in. We only talked about Stranger Things. Um, how Yay. about Ghostbusters the video I mean, game? Boo. We need to talk about that because it disappeared from Steam. Now from Steam. Yeah. That's the strange. So speaking of strange things, it's strange that it disappeared from Steam because it's been on Steam for ever since 2009 right it was shortly yeah. after the release of the game that it's been up there it did disappear once before and then pop back up i think i that was... have a theory oh what do, what do you got well and before before you say your theory we should mention that yeah. people that purchase the game you can still access it you just can't buy it from scratch yes. now so you, you still have access way... to it on steam yeah that's been the way of everything too so if you yeah. were like one of the lucky few that 
downloaded the Nintendo emulator for the iPhone before Apple yanked it. You can you, you still, still have, have that it. app. You're still yeah, playing exactly, it. It's exactly. Fun. Same thing on Steam. Once you buy something, they never take it away from you. The servers still have it. The servers will still spit it out to your library. It's just they take it off the storefront. Now, it was pointed out to me when I posted the article, somebody, and I didn't have time. It's been a, a hell of a week. Sure, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't go digging. There's not too many digital retailer animals that you know, would carry a big title like this. And I, but I, you know, had I gone looking, I would have noticed as somebody pointed out that Amazon still has it. Amazon, uh, on the, who's, they also sell it. But for here's a digital my theory. PC download? Yep. Uh-huh. Here's okay. my theory. My theory is, is that, um, uh, there's a chance, just a chance. We'll see. I'm not saying this is just a, a, a loose theory that the, um, uh, la, 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 the game that came out for the new movie is getting a PC port. And if you're going to put out a new Ghostbusters game, they may have just decided to to uh, put the old one on the back burner for a little while. Oh. It's not a very good theory because, frankly, Steam works best if you there's you're like here and buy the whole you know everything Ghostbusters for fifteen bucks or whatever. But well, aren't I mean the the new the twenty sixteen game that you're talking about that right the yeah. the Activision game that not yeah. a lot of people liked. Uh, I think it's already on Steam because the the article I read and I think it was the one that you posted the game spew one they made a really snarky comment like uh, Ghostbusters game was re- uh, removed from Steam but it wasn't that god awful one that just came out it's the old one from 2009 oh see I thought they were talking about the Sanctum of Slime one oh maybe it's possible I mean I, th- the only thing that I can think of it might be similar as we know that that Ghostbusters VR thing for PlayStation is on the horizon. I don't know if that would port to PC through Steam because Steam doesn't have like a VR component to it, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe they're clearing that out so that people purchase the VR. Yeah, version? but again, it's uh, huh. the only other the only other thing I can think of is that. Um, Atari's license has run out on it. That's also a possibility too. I mean, and they just can't sell it anymore. But the thing is, is hmm. no, these things. That's rarely the case, though. Once you make and, a game, and why would it be backward compatible on Xbox One now? If that were the case too, <laughs> yeah, they, wouldn't, they a, wouldn't have supported it that way. Really, I shouldn't hmm. have led with my theory because the more I think about it, the more less I like it. But what we should have gone with to start with is it's a very strange instance, and it's. There's not a lot of indicators as to why. Yeah, maybe it pops back up. Maybe it's a, a fluke. Maybe it's something. It's a bug. Wasn't supposed well, to happen. Yeah, that wouldn't be the first time that's happened mm. on Steam. But again, it's it's a strange one. I really don't know. Oh well, interesting. Keep keep your uh... like. There's no. And the thing is, is when you're Atari and you you know you pick up a title, why why not keep making. Money off. Yeah, exactly. Even Nobody if it's else only a couple is, bucks. Sure. Ah, boy, I don't know. Mm. But uh, yeah, at this point, um, if you didn't get your hands on a copy of it, uh, I think Amazon's your only hope right now for your digital download. Yeah, if you want it on PC now, uh, the good thing about it being backward compatible on Xbox One is I've seen 
my local GameStop has started really kind of putting them front and center again. I know because the GameStop, when they ring stuff up at the counter, they tell you if it's backward compatible to, to Xbox One. So right. Uh, so the Xbox 360 copies, they've started giving more prominent positions to, and of course, still up uh, pre pre owned on on some other sites too. So. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. I, I'm so glad to have that game back on my Xbox One. I, I'm too lazy to plug my Xbox 360 back in, and I haven't played. And now that I can yeah. just pop that disc in, it's it's really it's convenient. <laughs> it's nice. No, I bet. Uh, and I can almost I, every time I hop onto the multiplayer, it's me with whatever I have two million dollars worth of uh, multiplayer cash, uh, playing with somebody who has like ten million dollars worth of multiplayer cash. <laughs> Oh. it's like you guys have really been at it and i feel inferior i got you beat but, i don't even think i'm out of the tens of thousands to be honest oh, okay just, all right well you gotta you gotta hop on for a night of slime maybe the jason and the ghostbusters news guys will do yeah, another night of slime night of and we slime, can which yeah is three hours off my time zone so yeah, well, they're ending same. by the time i'm ready to go i was gonna say same here i'm like at work still when they're playing but uh but i you know the last couple times they've done it i, I was able to hop on and catch a couple of people at the end but uh so yeah, uh, stay tuned. We'll see what's going on with Ghostbusters the video game. Um, how about let's? We've got a couple of answer the call news items. Let's let's just sort of rock through those. Uh, sure. Answer the call nominated for five Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Uh, uh-huh. So get ready, Kate McKinnon, to be slimed. I'm guessing. I'm sure <laughs> it has to be happening. That one writes itself. It really, really so. does write itself. She'll be there. She'll get the award. She'll get slimed. It'll be fun. Uh, speaking of Kate McKinnon. Uh, lots or of Kristen stuff. Wiig. If you sorry, if you want to keep it consistent oh, yeah. to the Kristen, movie, yeah, that's true. Kristen Wiig, uh, the slime seems to be drawn to her. So, but I, th- I think Kate McKinnon gets the award. That's oh, okay. again because and and leading into our next news items, uh, she's on Sesame Street. So we've seen photos of her today with Big Bird and Elmo. That episode aired today on HBO, I believe. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, that's right. So, uh, Kate McKinnon on Sesame street. She is also appearing at the Academy Awards luncheon for all of you lucky people listening Uh to this who were nominated for an Oscar. You saw that. And if you weren't nominated for an Oscar, you saw it on the leaked video that came out, uh, (laughs) yesterday. I don't think it was supposed to, it it got removed very quickly. So I don't think it was supposed to be released, but yeah. Because as you know, 2017 is the Chinese year of Kate McKinnon. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that it was on uh, it was on my placemat <laughs> when I went to go get food. But um, I was I was born in the year of the rat. But uh, I know a couple people that are born in the year of Kate McKinnon. The year so, of Kate McKinnon. Know, this yeah. is your lucky year. This is your year. Uh, you guys live it up out there. Uh, <laughs> and as as we were talking about when we uh, started recording at the top of this episode. Uh, she's also been cast as Miss Frizzle in the Magic School Bus reboot. Um, that's right. Now, Which I wasn't aware of until you mentioned it. So. Until I mentioned it. And so that's it's uh, one of those late-breaking things that just happened before we started recording. So I don't know if it's live action or animated. I would imagine if you get somebody like Kate McKinnon, it's probably live action. But knowing that the original was animated, you know, maybe she's the voice. Maybe it's a CG animation movie. I'm not entirely sure. Yes, we but, don't research um, this show, guys. I don't. Lily Tomlin did the voice in the animated one, and Lily Tomlin is still alive and quite active. That's uh, true. Is she not? Yeah. So she she is. Yeah. If it was if it was uh, animated, I'm sure she she'd do the voice. Well, and <laughs> so. I feel like if you're going to cast Kate McKinnon for a, a character like that with the kind of 
uh, crazy out there personality with the crazy hair and the crazy faces yeah. and he, he just, yeah, it's gotta be live action, right? It's, I, to me, it's a no brainer. So I hope <laughs> it's live action and I don't even care about the magic school bus to be completely honest. So uh, I just want to see Kate McKinnon and crazy roles like that. That's, that's Good where I'm going. Morning, kids. <laughs> I can think of 20 things to do with a cadaver right now, <laughs> right now. Everybody on the bus. <laughs> let's go find adventure uh so yeah so kate mckinnon news that's awesome uh also Kristen wig speaking of uh possibly getting slimed at the nickelodeon kids choice awards uh no she's gonna do she's gonna do something that a lot of people have not been able to do she's gonna star opposite of jack nicholson who has not been in a starring role since 2010 couldn't believe that man that's crazy i know uh so Kristen, what was that bucket list probably bucket list after anger management and that was probably the end of it right like that's the last thing he did so uh you know mr mr nicholson has been semi-retired from the entertainment industry he pops up from time to time but they're going to be remaking the german film tony erdman uh and it's you know it's notable because it's the first time that jack's been on screen in almost 10 years you know by the time this movie comes out it will be 10 years so uh, uh, good for Kristen Wiig, and she's also a producer on the film as well. So there you go. Well, fun callback. To, uh, speaking of Jack Nicholson, to last week's episode, he's the one who coined the term the Dernsey. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Ah. Oh. He was the one. He was he was directing um, uh, uh, Bruce Dern in something, and I guess well because the two of them came up through the Corman right uh, yeah uh, film. Uh, whatever you want to call it, machine, and because things were so cheap, uh, so not so cheap, so so cheap, the Monster Energy drink, ah. <laughs> uh, so cheap, um, cheap so, and for, I'm uh, a drunk, you're drunk, you're, you get out of here. Um, I have two guns, one for the both of you. They don't, uh, they don't have a lot of time or money. Uh, right. Stuff gets, tends to get improved, and uh, you know. Uh, pumped up on uh, on the fly sort of thing, and that became so. Nicholson, when he directed Dern, was well aware of the kind of stuff that Bruce Dern could and would do, and he was the one who said, "Let's go do this again, but this time, give me a Dernsey." <laughs> give me a Dernsey. <clears throat> oh, that's and, funny. Uh, was, so, um, yeah. Sorry, just a uh, small no, callback. Yeah, hey, good callback. Uh, so, at any rate, uh, that goes into production. I think later this year, so not going to be coming out anytime soon. Uh, Ghostbusters Bandit. I feel like this is newsworthy. Uh, there was a burglar in Charlotte, uh, who was caught, uh, strictly by the fact that the cops found his hammer that he did, he'd been using for breaking into places as well as the Ghostbusters hoodie, which the news article calls out has stripes on the sleeve. So I'm guessing it's the Walmart hoodie that's been right. out there, uh, recently. Cause that, that's the only one I can think of that has stripes on the sleeve. Uh, but he, he was arrested solely by the fact that he wore the Ghostbusters hoodie to every time that he burgled somebody and they were able to identify that hoodie. So <laughs> wet bandits, you guys, you were onto something here because this guy got caught because of the shirt that he was wearing. I believe the douchebusters actually have, uh, hoodies with, the uh, with the stripes, stripes up this. I don't know. I haven't done a head count. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought you were going to be like, I believe the douchebusters have also been burgling people and have yet to be caught. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) RCMP helpline. I'll call the helpline afterwards. Look, I got a tip for you. 
<laughs> the Royal Canadian Police today have confirmed that based upon the jumpsuits and the uh, darkened sunglasses that they were wearing, uh, the douchebusters douche have been caught. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's criminal 101. Wear things that are nondescript. I know. I've He's... Maybe he wanted to get caught. Maybe he wanted to be known as the Ghostbusters bandit from this point oh, forward. And we're just God. aiding his cause by talking about it on a Ghostbusters themed podcast. So, hey, Ghostbusters bandit, if you're listening to this, uh, call into our voicemail line. I guess you, you, you want recognition from us. I don't know why. Oh, so he hasn't been caught, though. He has been caught. Yeah, he was arrested. Oh, okay. Uh, because they found, they found a stolen car, as I understand, and the Ghostbusters hoodie and the the hammer that he had used. Uh, Amateurish. 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 Anyway. So, yeah, Ghostbusters Bandit. Uh, Before we get into some other talk, let's see. Oh, PKE Surge, uh, 2017, worth a quick shout-out. I know uh, Mr. Chase Ambrose is out there uh, trying to uh, muster up people who want to participate. So there's a GB fans thread that he started because planning is underway. This is the last parade apparently at dragon con i had no idea i yeah. thought it, I, I did i kind of vaguely remember murmurings that last year the parade was going to be the last one but apparently this year will be the last parade at dragon con and the ghostbusters have secured uh you know the, all of the the georgia guys at dragon con have secured a spot in the parade so they're looking for volunteers they're looking for plans and they want you uh well then that begs the question should we go I feel like we should. Cause Let's, I mean, we should, we should be surging PKE style. Yeah. I mean, the there'll be other surges to go to no doubt, but, but no parade. The, the parade, yeah. right? Like, so there you go. All right. You and I just volunteered. We got, I got to chime <laughs> into the GB fans thread now. It's yeah. It's a, hey chase, what's up? Uh, well, I mean, I did, when you first mentioned it, I hadn't heard about this being the last one. I did a preliminary check. It's about, 700 bucks return for me to yeah well and where i'm at but. i hate to tell you but you got to cross the border now buddy and uh yeah well as yeah. it turns out i'm incredibly white and incredibly male so oh, okay you're fine not a problem. you'll be okay you'll be okay yeah but uh no i agree i mean especially looking looking at the beautiful pka surge award that you guys sent to us for the cross rip thank you guys again so mm-hmm. much for that um we gotta go I feel like we got to figure out a way to do this. Yeah, even if it, well, yeah, just, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I got to start doing a little bit of research on yeah. the timing and all that sort of thing. But, uh, and two, Chase has to stand by his promise to have uh, uh, a little special homebrew liquid sunshine that apparently they bring all these things i've been yes. told there'll be some yeah, for yeah. me so all right if i'm gonna if i'm gonna visit the american south for the first time <laughs> i may as well uh whoop it up you should um, you should have some of that american south moonshine while you're there yeah because <laughs> uh, because san diego doesn't count as the american south no i'm pretty sure, right? yeah, no, I'm no, pretty no. sure i'm pretty sure uh so Vegas yeah, so, doesn't count that's about as south as i've gotten so. no no yeah you gotta We'll, we'll we'll introduce you. Welcome, welcome we to the real America. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, PK Surge, uh, you guys can plan. We can plan. We'll all plan together. You plan. We plan. We all plan together. Uh, yeah, twenty seventeen. What? Sorry. Uh, uh, twenty seventeen. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Actually, outside of the recording, you and I should maybe put our heads together and. Yeah. I don't know. Take the cross trip to the road. Cro- road trip. 
we road keep, trip. We keep talking about a road trip where we want to do all this stuff. So maybe this is our, our excuse. <laughs> so how does it work now? Uh, so New York. We go to Dragon Con and then we get in a car. Yeah. Yeah. And then we drive to New York. That's a really long drive, but we then can do up it. to DC. Yeah. Then to DC for the the escape room. Yeah. Yeah. Son, I've driven across Canada three times. So <laughs> let's just calm down about this. It's a long drive. Thing. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> then we go down to Mexico, <laughs> assuming that there's not a wall in our way. <laughs> and uh, you, 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 uh, you, you left, what was it? Uh, where you, were you in Colorado? Georgia. Oh, the Denver. Yeah, we're gonna hit the Denver Ghost. We Denver, can, like, yeah. So you guys moved two states over, and your family thinks that you're from away now. Oh yeah, far uh, away, far away. Me, we got, we got to. We'll go hang out with Canadian, AJ quick. Canadians and, traverse uh, coast to coast several times throughout their lives. It's, uh, uh, it's a whole other yeah. mindset. I used to when I lived in Ohio. I did Ohio <laughs> to Colorado multiple times and that was that was interesting that was very interesting but anyway that's a, an, again another story for neither here nor there uh all right before we get into our our we're going to end on the sony pictures thing again because i feel like that's that's to be had so let's uh let's talk about the snopes debunking thing i don't know if you saw this but um so i, I feel like all right snopes they've really had their work cut out for them in this <laughs> lovely day and age with all of the news media and uh, all the stuff that's happening right now. A lot of fact checking. A lot of fact checking. So of all of the things that Snopes had to pay attention to, I found it completely ridiculous that they had to debunk a story from (laughs) immediatesafety.org that confirmed due to multiple credible sources. Again, this is from a satire website. I can't believe they had to do this, uh, that the George Washington painting in the oval office has been replaced with vigo the carpathian uh i mean again i get it uh the man whose name shall not be said who is not voldemort uh he he has a very striking resemblance to vigo the carpathian Uh, so i've I've seen that i've seen that meme but i didn't think that there was an actual news article worthy of snopes having to do the nope it's not true that he's replaced a painting at the White House with Vigo the Carpathian. It's it's kind of God. Satire can be construed as truth now. That's that's where we're at. I don't understand where. Well, I, that is a current problem. But uh, God, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not exactly the, the the man's biggest fan. But even I went no. Yeah, ah, come on. <laughs> like yeah. And and <laughs> the funny thing is, like the Snopes article goes on. Or I'm sorry, not the Snopes article. The original article from. Um, uh, immediate safety. They're like, who is Vigo, Vigo the Carpathian? You may ask. Well, he was in Ghostbusters too. He was the evil villain that blah 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 blah. Like, they had to explain who Vigo the Carpathian was in order for the joke to be construed across to yeah. whoever was reading it. So it was just such a weird. I don't know when it popped up on my feed. I was like, really? I okay. I guess that's where we're at now. Sure. Yep. Yep. Snopes, you got it right. I'm a hundred percent positive. If somebody had written the story that had been replaced with like a life-size black velvet painting of himself, I would have stopped and I would have. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, It's like the, uh, like the Bill Murray painting in uh, Zombieland where he's in like the Napoleon, like French soldier uniform. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah. Anyway, so the Snopes thing, I I felt it was just so bizarre that it had to be mentioned here on the show. Uh, It's not true. Yes. It's not true. 
as far as I mean, there are weird common, things common happening sense. in Washington, D.C., <laughs> but this is not one of them. Common sense should probably rule on that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, don't no. worry about that one. So, uh, all right. So, Chris, let's end, uh, because we're hitting our hour here, let's end on the Sony Pictures uh, uh, conversation that we had last week because a lot of people actually responded to that. Um, I, I guess our analysis was worthwhile for something. It was kind of fun to hear you guys out there saying like, Oh, uh, thanks for putting that in perspective. And, and even explaining like, Chris, you really, you succinctly explained what that deadline article was, was talking about. So it was great. So I think as a follow-up, we should mention that deadline also then reported, uh, probably about two or three days after we recorded the last episode that, uh, Sony Corp, um, CEO, uh, I'm looking at my rundown. Where is his name? Kazu Harai? Harai? That has to be right. Yeah, Kazu Hurai. Uh, he's looking at a few CEOs to replace um, Michael Linton, who is the CEO that left Sony Pictures. And yeah. so last week we had talked about, you know, maybe they just put some lame duck CEO in there who like that just kind of crossed the finish line until we sell this thing and then you'll get yes. replaced. No big deal. This, um, whoever they put in the seat, you and I both agreed was going to you know tell the tale of whether the whole we're not selling was just a holding right. position yeah or whether they were literally bringing somebody in to try to uh uh shuffle things up and uh, put a push yeah and i feel place. like this this news article sort of leads us down one path uh, than the other because uh it it seems like they are actually well, step one, they say, again, they're, we're not selling, we're not merging with Lionsgate, no matter what the rumors say, we're not. Uh, that's not even in the cards for us. And then they follow up with, they're looking at um, Peter Rice, who is the current head of Fox Networks. Uh, they're looking at Thomas Staggs, who was going to replace Bob Iger at Disney at one point, um, before right. Bob Iger's like, yeah, you know what, let it ride, I'm making a ton of money here at Disney, like, <laughs> I'm good, guys. <laughs> Let's let's re-up me for a few more years here. Um, but Thomas Staggs, it should be noted, uh, was one of the partially people uh, people partially responsible for the um, Pixar and the Marvel acquisitions. So he was one of those chief strategists that that made that deal happen. And I yeah. think that's why he was eyed to take over at so er, at Disney. And so if he comes over to Sony, that's that's going to be huge. Um, big big strategy guy. Yeah, you don't put guys like that in play, and they're not cheap. Strategy guys are not cheap no, CEOs. No, no. Uh, yeah. You don't put one of those guys in there and say, just you know, shuffle the papers on your desk and this will all be gone. Soon. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, and even to the point of, um, you know, the former Sony television uh, CEO who apparently really did not gel with Michael Linton, and that's kind of what led to his exit. They're talking about him coming back, and he led Sony television to some of their most, most profitable years um, on the books. So, you know, here's yeah. a guy who really gets the Sony brand. He knows their, um, workflows. He knows all of the people and the, uh, the executives that work there. Um, that's also another option too. So I think that kind of confirms like Sony, they're digging their heels in and they're, they're really going to fight this. They're not trying to make this, they're not trying to like put a fresh coat of paint on the house before they try to sell it. They're actually like, all right, we're going to pour a new foundation. We're going to make sure that everything is, is solid and let's do this. You know, we, we have great faith in our, our product. So again, it's, right. it, it's good news for ghostbusters because it's all about money. <laughs> you know, it's, all right, I want uh, you to, 
I want you to come with me on a journey here. All right. Uh oh. Are we are we getting what? on a magic school bus? Because I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm still figuring your, that one out. Your parents signed the forms. <laughs> um, they bring back the TV guy. All right. Yeah. TV guy uh, uh, gives us the Buffy the Vampire Slayer slash Supernatural esque Ghostbusters primetime show. Oh. Okay. All they, right. And they, and they said it. Not for any real reason other than I love television crossovers and they never do them anymore. They set it in the same universe as The Blacklist because there's absolutely <laughs> no reason those two shows can't exist in the same universe <laughs> considering they don't step on each other's toes no, no, at all. No. I don't and I don't know I don't know what it is. Like maybe Raymond Reddington is trying to acquire a strange artifact or something like that i just want those two worlds to briefly cross over and then i'll be very happy all right all right uh what, what was it you were saying earlier about fans uh wanting the thing that they're really into at the moment oh, it, yeah. I, uh, I said i said it was fanciful and perhaps maybe a little brash i didn't say i didn't say that people couldn't do it uh, that's true yeah that's fine i mean it's it's fun to kind of play that armchair quarterback uh, on things but i think i Honestly, if it is the Sony TV person, uh, yeah, they are responsible for uh, just name them. I mean, it's like Seinfeld and all of these huge shows, yeah. uh, the biggest shows. Uh, and I, th- I think it would be good. I think he he knows franchises. Now, at the same time, I feel like some of the other CEOs would be a good choice, too. I would wonder, because knowing that Tom Rothman is sort of the... I forget his exact title now at Sony Pictures. He's like the head of production or the chief operating officer or something. But he used to be a 20th Century Fox. And uh, Thomas uh, Skaggs, who we had talked about, um, was with Disney. But uh, Peter Rice used to be at Fox. And he and Tom Rothman used to work a lot at Fox together as well. Uh, I hope that that's not the direction that they're heading towards because the I don't know that Fox was entirely successful uh, under all of that regime but no um, Fox, you know, Fox was never really big on letting concept shows find their legs and they were really yeah. good at putting money into cheap doesn't need a lot of writing reality TV right type stuff. right well and and I mean if you recall <laughs> the um the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Uh, that was that was during the the Tom Rothman uh, Peter Rice years at Fox, you know. And and yeah. uh, at the time, we were still trying to find out what superhero movies could be and should be. And and you know, God bless uh, Mark Stephen Johnson. He really tried, but it was sort of like that. For all of the reasons that I feel like Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad and and those movies that are kind of made by committee and like the focus group is driving these films. That's kind of what they did. And I don't feel like something like ghostbusters will benefit from that where I think if it is Thomas Skaggs from Disney, somebody who knows intellectual property, somebody who knows fostering the brands and, and the sort of evergreen properties that you have in house I think that would really benefit them. I think if it was somebody like that who looks at what they have and he goes, God, we have Ghostbusters, we have Karate Kid, we have all of these properties that are just sitting here. Why aren't we Starship Troopers? Um, You know, Sony has so many things that should be exploited. Uh, Why aren't we doing this, you know? Uh, Starship Troopers, the universe where 
air superiority doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> oh, I was watching that movie the other day. I, I love it for what it is, and then well, I'm watching it going, oh, my God, who was the military brain behind writing this? God. It was Paul Verhoeven, who is not, <laughs> not a military a, brain. Not He's a military a guy. brain. Um, uh, come with me on another trip here, Fox-wise. All right. So stay with me now. You okay, do a summer right. special. You do a primetime slot. Uh, and it, rather than reality TV, um, uh, you know, uh, shot ride-along footage, it is scripted. But it is shot like Cops. You do a Busters. And each one, just like Cops, is uh, focuses on a different team on their different night out in a different uh, city in America. Oh, And then from those, you see how people respond to the different teams, and then you start telling real primetime shows about them. <laughs> start writing a series <laughs> yeah. around whoever people like the most. doing these backdoor pilots. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, too. I kind of, like, I hope that that's where they would go with Ectoforce. At least that's that's kind of what my interpretation of the, whatever it was, two-sentence, three-sentence logline that we got about Ectoforce <laughs> yeah, we, was. We have read a lot into a very, of, very like small nothing. amount of information. Yeah. <laughs> But they did talk about it being like a worldwide, um, you know, multiple franchises and multiple places. That's yeah. kind of what I was hoping Ecto Force was going to be. And maybe you had one through line that kind of was your constant uh, that, yeah. that kind of connected the dots. But um, I, I also don't know, like Ecto Force, if, if anything, because the one question that you and I got a lot, Chris, uh, from last week was like, well, you did say that this is all good for Ghostbusters, but do you think any ch- anything changes for Ghostbusters? And I thought, well, I think if anything would change, it would probably be Ectoforce. Like it, whatever ends up changing with the CEO and the business plan, I think the animated film is probably pr- pretty safe. You know, I, I would imagine they're they're probably far enough down the line now that uh, with the with the way that animated films work, they're probably so far down the pipeline that turning back is not cost effective anymore. Just like finish yeah. it and figure something out. But um, but Ecto Force might be one of those where it gets re-strategized. It may be retooled or rethought. I mean, especially again, knowing if it's if it's the Sony uh, television guy that comes in, he's like, what what are we doing with this? Uh, wherever it's going, if it's going on to Amazon or Netflix or, you know, it's a 10 episode series. No way. This has got to be like a, whatever. Uh, we got to put it on ABC primetime. I don't know. Again, that's, this is a not my prime time drama set in the blacklist universe <laughs> or blacklist set in the Ghostbusters universe. Like cops, one or the other cops, which is going into it's like 28th season this year. Yes. Which is, it's officially the longest uh, running TV geez. series ever unbelievable so um so uh, yeah i think uh, to answer a lot of the questions out there i think if the the only thing that i would see changing is probably ecto force like that's the one thing that and and again the good news is we only have three sentences on it so it can be a lot like remember when extreme ghostbusters had a a pet ghost named nat and i forget what the other characters names were when we first got those the two or three sentences on it obviously nothing resembled what was in those three sentences and it was super ghostbusters at that point, you know, so stuff changes. It, it has a tendency to change. Um, so I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. And you know, that stuff is going to start happening pretty soon because we're in that, that fiscal year, that clock has already started and Sony, they're looking at their shareholders uh, reports and they want to start making some money. 
So, and yep. whatever they do now is going to affect them two, three years down the line. So, uh, it's going to happen pretty fast. It's going to happen soon. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Too. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, we do like to talk. It was a light week again, Chris, (laughs) at the hour 13 mark. Uh, (laughs) We do like to talk. I I mean, it's it's fine. Again, something like Stranger Things, I feel like, and and for, for longtime listeners of the show, you know that Chris had seen Stranger Things way before I did. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Stranger Things, whatever. I, I Everybody says I should watch it. And then whatever it was, like four weeks later, I came on the show and I was like, oh my God, Chris, Stranger Things. Ah. Uh, so it's it's been a running conversation here. I think it's okay for us to spend a half hour talking about Stranger Things. And again, now that there is a Ghostbusters tie, and I think that there's going to be a whole lot more than this one shot that they keep sort of exploiting. I feel like there's going to be a whole lot more to it. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, I think it's it's worthwhile. I think it's worth us talking about. I do hope they explore like I it may just be wishful thinking but in the first one they kind of framed the boys understanding of what was happening to them in terms of D&D monsters right yeah with the yeah. full realization that they were like but we do not have magical powers oh wait our friend's a wizard awesome I'm kind <laughs> of wondering this time if they're not since the boys have touched the supernatural they do have a taste of it that they're going to use Ghostbusters as kind of a framework for how Mm. the boys approach the continuation of the supernatural. That now they have something that allows them to think in terms of we're not super powered like our little friend, but maybe we can do something too because we kind of did something last time. And the Ghostbusters is kind of, I kind of hope that's where it's going. Is that the ghost? Because that's kind of what the Ghostbusters was to a lot of us. It's like, it's okay to be scared but you can still be a science hero about it as well. Right, yeah, and and you can stand up to whatever it may be. It's it's almost a little monster squad Monster now squad. at this point. Oh, well, like, sort of. They've, they've got the monster on their side. Uh, sort of. Uh, you have to remember the thing from the first series is that they're all science geeks, though. Yeah. So they yeah. are, in their own little way, they are kind of miniature budding ghostbusters do you know what i mean like yeah oh i'm sure yeah they're they were thinking about it scientifically and and what you know what I mean? I, so i don't know i so podcast bet i'm hoping that's how it works out yeah 
I, I'm hoping that's how it works out. That's that's one of those, like, I'm so looking forward to talking about season two of, of Stranger Things with you. I'm sorry, everybody who knows that this is a Ghostbusters podcast, it's going to become like a Stranger Things slash Ghostbusters podcast at some point. So <laughs> well, if it hasn't already. as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, which is good because that's usually when we do our, our tie-in, you know, companion piece uh, conversations. Right. So first, uh, first week of November, just expect the, you know, first, second week of podcasts to be... Strange Very Ghostbuster things. Stranger Things heavy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, the thing that I like about it too is that if anybody's playing the role playing game, there's a real good opening to kind of play Stranger Things using their rule set. Oh. Well, that's a good. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a very hmm. simple rule set. I, I'm a very big proponent of the, 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 the Die 6 system, the hero system as it became to be known ultimately uh because it only takes one type of dice it's one that people are very familiar with it's six-sided and the way it gets used is very easy and it leaves itself open to easy you know comedy and goofing around and you know while still doing these weird spectacular supernatural uh fights and all that so you know i think yeah, I mean, look at look at the Ghostbusters Resurrection guys. They're you know uh, three episodes in now of their third season. Yeah. Four episodes, three three episodes, three episodes in. But yeah, I mean the the mechanics of of that system work really well to the comedy of that. You know, they're fighting uh, possessed uh, mailboxes and <laughs> you know things things like that. But yeah, they, yeah it works really well. So I noticed there's a, there's a uh, a real push in game systems lately to open up the storytelling and narrative part a lot like they're really pushing and encouraging people to not just think of it as a way where they give orders and commands and then they see how it turns out they want people to kind of inhabit the parts and you know interact with the world a bit um and like i said this d6 system is kind of one of the earlier examples of that it's like let's just keep it simple it's not about giant you know charts and damage tables and all that this is literally about what do you want to do and let's just figure out whether you can do it or not and then deal with the consequences within the yeah pros and cons within the story less less about the graph paper more about the story that's yeah that's what i like about it yeah but uh all right well uh that i I mean was that your final thought that was a pretty good final thought man but do you have more do you you i'll roll with a prepared statement yeah, this is not on a prepared <laughs> statement. Although now that I think about it, the Ecto Minis as figures would actually, if you want to introduce kids to role playing, oh god, grab the yeah, rules that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a very simple system to explain to kids, and you get yourself a little inch, uh, inch square uh, game map like uh, the roll ones. Have you ever seen those? Mm-hmm. The vinyl. Yeah. Oh yeah battle maps that you can get that you can use the dry erase markers on and all that get one of those kitchen table rule system that any you know kid you know five and up can wrap their head around and get the ecto mini characters and you can you know go out and of either the original team or the the new movies team and or mix and match as you wish and uh yeah go have little ghost fights with your kids introduce them to role-playing games god even better yeah grab grab the ghostbusters board game and use those miniatures too so you can that's uh, true as well whatever characters from that you want to pull in yeah still uh still relatively easy to find at toys r us um of all the things that the stores are uh you know reaching the end of their stock and blowing out i went out and i picked up the uh 
the ATC team finally because the prices had dropped to about half price and I, I'm not a figures guy as, as been discussed but I was like ah these ones I might kind of like to have yeah, um, the, yeah the protect the barrier is um, is out there and yeah it has the four figures in it and it's very I think yeah, yeah 20 bucks the, the let's put it this and, way yeah. that's five bucks a figure if you want to buy yeah. miniatures that's a more than fair price that's the way to do it, man. And yeah, oh, all the little ghost markers and all that. It's actually, we've just done it right now. Like, <laughs> go buy that thing and then get the rules and go have ghost adventures. It's good. It's kind of just turn in your own thing. I mean, house rules, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, basically. But the best part about the Ghostbusters roleplay game, um, I've been thinking about it a lot. Maybe this is why it's my final thought. And, and it's probably due to the resurrection guys finally being back up and running. And I know even people in my circles are starting to talk about playing the game. And I'm like, holy crap. I only had to wait 30 years for you guys to show up and want to yeah. play the damn Thanks game. Thanks for catching up, guys. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, it's a really fun system. And the most beautiful part about it is that it was designed so that if you had an ambitious Ghostmaster that wanted to do multiple sessions and a large story arc, uh, you could do it. Or if you just wanted to have your franchise and play with the fun of having a franchise and whenever you get together, just do simple busts. Like, they don't have to link. They don't have to meet anything. Literally, your game master says, all right, there's a hotel calling and they got a problem and you got to go sort it out. And three hours later, it's over and done with. You collect your bill and... And you're done. And you're done and you can do it another time. And yeah, it's... um, it's a number of things because, like I said, I also bought myself Ecto Minis, and I because uh, they were on sale, they were a buck a piece at Walmart's, and Jeez, I went through with the codes, great, yeah. and I got myself a set of the ATCs, a set of the original team, uh, some Slimers, some Terra Dogs, and a set of the Spectral Ghostbusters. Oh, and yeah. now in my head, for example, I was toying with the idea of gonna go through the protect the barrier rules which is a bit of a kid's game but it's not it's not terrible i thought it might be fun to you know work out alternate boards that use the original team for their own little fight like maybe it's the hotel fight or something or add them into the uh cryptozoic game there's got to be a way to you know incorporate the atc uh or the the spectral uh citizen ghost uh ghostbusters into it uh yeah, yeah there's lots yeah. but i but i but more i think about it, i think the easiest thing for people too is um just use those miniatures for you know letting kids play yeah. i think i think and this is this goes back to it being up for the nickelodeon awards um and it's the thing we pointed out time and time again while the adult fans may be divided on it the kids had no problem with yeah, that movie. kids are into it yeah and um and the, and I they mesh they, I think that you know it's fine it's a new <coughs> kids who were introduced to the original Ghostbusters before the new movie um, you know it, it doesn't seem to matter like so yeah. why not give them more stuff to do by getting some ecto minis and you know this simple game system that you know even a, even mums and dads who are not gamers themselves you could you could figure yeah. it out easy yeah. it's not a hard system and just go for it I'm pretty sure even if I recall correctly the first edition like of the role-playing game had a an encounter generator where you could just roll some dice and it would give you like spit out a, a ghost situation to go to go do hmm. 
so you don't even have to be terribly creative yeah it it can it can set it up for you so yeah i mean and honestly that's all you can ask for too is Listen, we want we want this property to live on beyond us. We want our kids to love Ghostbusters. We want their kids to love Ghostbusters. Like the, that's the great thing about this is this will outlive us. So mm-hmm. again, answer the call is not your cup of tea, and your kids like it. Great, let them have it, man. Like let them have fun. That's that's what it's all about. Honestly, is is making it continue to live on. So uh, yeah, I keep thinking back to the uh, uh, the people versus George Lucas. Right. Yeah. And they interviewed that dad who was an original Star Wars fan and his kids loved the the prequels. And him him kind of sheepishly <laughs> saying, "Well, they like it, so mm, uh, Yeah, there you go. It's kind, it's kind of like little Jar Jar, so uh, Let's put it this way. If your if your kid shows any interest in answer the call and you tell them they're wrong, you're a bad parent. Yeah, that's not good. I'm telling Don't you that right do that. now. This falls under the same category of what's the two I saw? Um, uh, if a three-year-old hands you a toy phone, you take that call. You take that call. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is it doesn't matter how much of a thug you are when your daughter hands her hands you her her pink backpack to carry, you put it on. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I look at my parents and they they were good-natured about watching. He-Man and Sectars and Visionaries yeah. and all of this stupid stuff with me and yeah, you know it's fine. Never. Like, they're so it's yeah. so easy to crush kids in their creativity. If they latch onto anything, don't shut them down because you. Yeah, you don't like shut them down. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's good. Well, okay, so, so that's my we, final thought. That's a good final thought. And before we wrap things up, I want to do two quick shout-outs here at the end of the episode. One to Mister Dapper Dan Shoning who officially has confirmed to us that we can proceed with calling <laughs> 80s references dappers in the comic. That yeah. made my day right there. So uh, shout out to Dan. We're going to officially call those dappers from this do, point now, forward. Do we want to re- be very, very uh, clear about what it is? Yeah, yeah. Go. Uh, do you want to define it for everybody? It's yeah. The, the I outliers. Know Mr- the, yeah. Sort of. And, this, and Mr. Michael Tanaka had his own suggestions for it, but outliers is... I think too broad, whereas a dapper is specifically a movie reference hidden inside the narrative of yeah. the Ghostbusters comic. So the example in the 80s, we were, especially, I mean, it ha- I think it usually has to be an eighties. Usually an eighties movie. I, ha- yeah. I only left it open because I don't know if Dan has done any more recent ones, but you kind of got to leave that door yeah. open. Yeah. Who knows? Stranger Things may show up at some point. Oh, right? there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, it came up because in the annual uh, uh, Mama Fratelli, yes, uh, yeah, that... from Goonies, uh, stood in as Mama Scolari, right? Which was a very yeah. natural one that only Dan's brain would think of. Well done, Dan. Uh, but yeah, that kind of '80s reference callback in the, the book is, and there's been lots of them. The DeLorean, yeah, uh, D- uh, Bob Newhart, the D- D- Bob Newhart showing up. Uh, that's right. The yeah, team so, van, yeah, uh, all yeah. over the place. So those are uh, dappers. Yeah, thanks, thanks to uh, thanks to Dan for allowing us to continue to call those dappers. That made my day. Um, oh, and then, also, he said I was mean to you. Was I mean to you, uh, no, Mr. Michael Tanaka? He said I was mean to you about something. Oh, I mean, you're always mean to me, but that's fine. I, I know. Yeah, because it's good radio, right? Different. Yeah, it's good radio. I mean, you know there I has you, to be right? a there has to be a punch punch and Judy uh, routine punch here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what we're taking to Dragon Con. <laughs> 
puppet uh, show. A Anyways. puppet show. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think you're mean to me. But uh, so, yeah. So shout out to Dan. Uh, also, um, shout out to Melissa McCarthy. I know you don't listen to this show, um, but your Sean Spicer made me hurt <laughs> physically. Just <laughs> unbelievably side splitting face sore hurt. So uh, sit down, sit down, <laughs> sit down, sit down and Nerd. swallow bubble gum. Uh <laughs> just god that was i mean for for all of the people out there that we had to deal with like moose mccarthy's not funny i'm gonna send them that sketch uh in response uh just because it got me so good so um check out the i'm sure everybody's heard about it i'm sure and we try not to keep uh any of the the politics stuff on here even though it inadvertently sometimes slips in but uh god that that saturday night live sketch with Melissa mccarthy was funny is funny just so good so uh, shout out to Melissa. You're not listening to this, but shout out anyway. Um, all right, so uh, I think that's that's it. We're only an hour and a half into this show. I mean, we could just keep going. Just like, <laughs> just let it ride, man. Let's filibuster the crap out of this. Let's just keep yeah. going. Uh, no, we no. won't do that to you guys. We have. We well, have a, I got I got, oh, got four hours left in my monster drink. So you why got not? you got a lot of energy left in you. But uh, coming coming up on the uh, cross rip next week, we have another news episode, and then the week following. Get ready because we have another This Ghostbusting Life coming your way with a very special guest. We're going to keep it uh, mysterious until you find out who that person Shh, is. So Quiet. Be very, very quiet. So yeah, uh, news next week and uh, This Ghostbusting Life the week following. We also, at some point uh, in March, will have a Cyclotron coming up, so we're working on scheduling that now. So get ready because round table cyclotrons happening yeah it does it has a and that's it we're just going to use your version of it all right everybody we'll see you next week here on the cross up see you on the other side thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird. Blunk, 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 blunk